in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hello, Top 10 fans, and welcome to another episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top 10 Show, I am John Roca. I am Matt Nost, and this is a show brought to you by our patrons who send in questions at a specific uh, email address. Yeah. And we answer whatever in the world is sent. We have no idea what it is uh, before we get it, and I haven't the foggiest idea whose turn it is to go first. I think it's mine, so I'll just go ahead and do that and okay. jump on it. But yeah, uh, well, if you want to sign up and be a patron of the top 10, you can do so at the address right above my head, or if you're listening to us on a podcast version of the show, uh, patreon.com slash the mm-hmm. top 10, number 10 there. $5 and above gets you the opportunity to send in your comments and your questions and your thoughts, and we never read them ahead of time. So it's always an impromptu situation and organic responses from both of us. So, um, all right, Lawrence Witz, the first one. Thank you, Lawrence, mm-hmm. for your uh, your uh, uh, email here. Hi, guys. Hope you're both doing great and staying well. My other half and I recently finished a Arnold Schwarzenegger rewatch. And for the most okay. part, loved every minute. I had forgotten how much he lifted movies, and particularly in the 80s, just had, quote, unquote, it. I wanted to get your thoughts on Arnie in general, his impact to cinema, and what you think you would like to see him do next. Hope you both stay well. Thanks, guys. All right, Matt. What would you? What's your thoughts on Arnie overall? What would you want to see him do next? Um, I love Arnie, but he was tailor made for guys our age ish and a little younger. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you grew up with him at all, he's a lot of fun. Oh yeah. And I even appreciated him trying to take chances with comedy, even though I'm not a fan of the comedies, but he tried. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of, I would assume anything he comes back for this at this point is grizzled old man. Yeah, yeah. Which I know I said Bruce Willis, like, uh, on, I think on the last Topic Thunder for uh, Dark Knight, but mm. sure, why not? Give me a version of that where maybe it's not named Batman, but it's the same fucking thing. Ooh, that could be fun. Yeah. Because he does as a grizzled old superhero coming yeah, back just on the cape. One last time just has to, but it's not Batman because of the accent and it's going to throw you off on the Bruce Wayne thing kind of brilliant but the same fucking thing and be like i buy it let's go let's do this man yeah yeah uh just don't drop shitty puns but why would he do that he learned from that mistake the last time so <laughs> and don't cast alone as your villain for god's sakes um so you can keep it out of that realm yeah i think it's a it's a weird time now matt because you don't really hear the stories like you heard in the past. You know, these people coming from very poor situations, scrambling up to become these successful things. Nowadays, there are a lot of avenues from which to achieve the possibility of success at a younger age. You see blueprints, steps you can yeah. take. There's still the stories, of course, of people coming from poverty who achieve stuff, but it's not mm-hmm. as celebrated as it once was in the old days. And, and Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger certainly symbolized that. 
a kid from a town in uh in in Austria who like just kind of worked his way into a position to be able to be a superstar. Uh, if you watch that 30 for 30, that mini 30 for 30 they did on him, where he was like sneaking out of the barracks at night when he was serving in Austria during the military mm. to uh, compete in bodybuilding competitions. He was risking getting kicked out of the military, possibly court-martialed, what have you, were put in jail uh, there. And uh, he kept doing that, kept lifting he would sneak off and look, do his session. So he was really determined to achieve this thing. And that's, I think, what he symbolizes, for, as you said, what he represents for those of us of our age and a little bit younger is he's mm-hmm. a guy who he wanted to go get what he wanted to get in life. He was not going to hear no for an answer. And he overcame so many obstacles to become a successful bodybuilder, a successful superstar actor, a success. Well, you can argue successful governor, but still achieve that position. Yeah. Every and, politician you can argue. Right. Right. And then come back to the movies and still have a footprint, a celebrity carbon footprint in our world. He's still followed by millions on all the social media accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he still carries weight when he speaks or when he talks about anything. So Overall, that's my impression of him as a person. As far as the movies, for us, for like a, I don't know, an eight year or 10 year stretch of time, anytime you heard the name Schwarzenegger, you were excited to go see the movie. Uh, not so much now, but certainly that's a rarity in our world. It is. It is. Um, yeah, he would, he confidenced his way mm-hmm. to a governorship. It's yeah. pretty impressive. It is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in, in one of the biggest states ever as a Republican in an uber democratic area or areas. It's yeah. world's sixth largest GDP, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Just this state. Mm-hmm. And this dude went from he was a bodybuilder and egoed his way out of bodybuilder into movies and everybody bought it. And then he yeah. egoed his way. And I'm not faulting him for it. It's just pure confidence is what this guy has exuded. Yeah. Ever since I've seen him, you know, pumping iron onward, it was the same Arnold, just right. swaggering. It's the swagger's gone a little bit, but that's to be expected. Mm. He's older now. He's had the heart yeah. attacks. Yeah. Testosterone is not what it once was. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but it's still it's wildly impressive. The guy's story is is pretty stinking amazing. Yeah. And you could argue that even at the beginning, he only had a couple of like questionable movies before boom he slid into mm-hmm. uh doing great work and attracting people who were on the come up uh like James Cameron like uh Shane Black uh like other people mm-hmm. who were involved in his success Ivan Reitman in Twins Kindergarten Cop uh then you know, James Cameron again for True Lies so certainly there were a lot of people uh that he was able to bring into his atmosphere and elevate True. their material for for um, early on in his career and this is a guy who, you know, who had trouble with the language at times, but was able Hell to yeah. get across eventually what he wanted to get across. Yeah, he can. And once he settled into knowing what he did best. Yeah, yeah. It's he had a nice rhythm. You know, you know exactly what you're getting, which is what you're tuning in for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this monstrously jacked guy wielding double machine guns and you buying it because he's just so fucking huge. I, that's it's ridiculous. It is utterly ridiculous. He throws a saw blade at a guy like, and yep, that sounds yeah. about right. Uh, just over the top. I mean, it's been his persona for such a long time. It's yeah. an interesting character married into American oh, yeah. political royalty. Great point. Yep. Yeah. 
confidenced his way into that. Like the dude is good. He is unquestionably. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're right. But, but age has caught up with him. He's humble. He's been humbled at times by age. You know, the scandal with his maid, uh, certainly the rumors of him cheating on Maria for a number of years, yeah. you know, those kinds of things. That's hubris. That's ego. But eventually, you know, yes. they, they, you get knocked down and you have to climb back up again. That's exactly that's life. But he's just one of those guys that people create a special place for in their hearts. Once they attach to him and kind of like allow him to come back, allow him to kind of repair his image. Yeah. So, you know, he's got we'll a lot if, of goodwill. Yeah. We'll see what, what the next year's, you know, uh, transpire for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's been up and down since his governorship. He's made some good movies, but nobody's really seen him. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, the last Terminator tanked. Yeah. Sadly. So even though I think that's yeah. the best one since the second one, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, I don't know if drama is ever going to be in his future. He's tried a couple of drama things, but he just doesn't, I don't know. He doesn't have that extra thing to make you believe fully what he's doing. You know, I liked Maggie. Enough. Did you ever see that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I'm saying consistently enough. He hasn't. Yeah. Cause I saw that one with the air traffic controller one. And I was like, Oof, that wasn't, that wasn't so well, good. which one was that? Well, he's a dad whose daughter I think has died on an airplane crash. And he finds out that it was an air traffic controller who had made a mistake. And so he goes to try to make that guy's life a living hell in exchange for, um, for having killed his daughter. So yeah. For his insane. guilt. Yeah. For his guilt. So he goes roadhouse on the dude's life. Basically, basically a poor scoop. McNary plays the guy. So what a terrible premise. It was the air traffic controller. Mm, this is unique and original. No, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. I forget what it's called, but yeah, that was a part of his life. You know, I think he's got to write a memoir, doesn't he? I think he's at this point now where he can go back. I'm, I'm sure he's written some biographies or co-written or ghostwritten yeah. somebody, but like there must be a, a clamoring for him to write about his experiences, you know, uh, in a larger, thicker format. Uh, for God's sakes, so maybe that's next in his yeah, life. Perhaps a TV we'll show, a TV show could be fun. TV sure, yeah. sure. I'm down for whatever. Yeah. I like the idea of an old superhero coming back. That would be fun. Um, all right. What do we got next? Uh, thank you to Lawrence. Yes. Thank you, Lawrence. The next one comes from Fred Tastic. Says, hey, Matt and Broca, thanks for taking my email. Listen to the top 10 uh, redo podcast and had a blast. However, it spawned a question I wanted to ask you. Here goes. Mm. If you could go back in time, which actors would you remove from a bad movie before it could be made? For example, when I thought of this, it immediately brought to mind De Niro and Rocky and Bowling. <laughs> Have a great day, and I will be listening. Uh, Fred Castillo. <laughs> Let's see. Which actors would you remove from a bad movie before it could be made? Oh, interesting. So you want well, to remove mm. uh to what? Save their career type of thing? I guess maybe. Yeah. It didn't really hurt De Niro though. Nothing can hurt De Niro, man. Yeah. He's, he's I mean, look, G Gary Oldman's got a huge chunk of stuff. Oh, that's yeah. Michael Fassbender. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh who else? I still enjoy the actor. Although Oldman's good, but Fassbender, I'm starting to worry about. Yeah, I would take Fassbender out of uh, Snowman, that horrible movie that he did with him. I couldn't watch it. I tried to. Ooh, it's horrific, man. Horrific. Um, is there? I mean, Clooney's kind of fallen. I would take Clooney out of Batman and Robin, I guess. I would try to talk him out of it because I think that was the beginning of 
chinks in the armor for Clooney as a Hollywood star, and then eventually he repaired it, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, he be, he became Oscar bait every year, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. three four years after that. So mm. I think he's all right. But yeah, but he doesn't make blockbusters. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't no. do those. Yeah, neither does Pitt mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. DiCaprio ish. Uh, let's see who else. Good actors out of bad movies. Yeah, I'm trying to think like more the Rocky Bullwinkle where. They're yeah. already at a height. And then you're like, well, we'll rethink it here. Like Pacino in that Sandler movie. Oh, God. Yes. Jack and Jill. Oh, but yeah. At the same time, you kind of knew what you were getting from a Sandler movie. So it wasn't unexpected. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I didn't right. see it all. And so I, I am speaking on, you know, third hand accounts or second hand accounts from everybody else that saw it. But it yeah. just like I, it was a Sandler movie. It wasn't really made for anybody not above a certain age is. What I'm yeah. assuming. Are there movies that come out with actors that kill their careers after they've been on the Ascension? I wonder. You know, There's got to be. I want to look this up real quick. Let's see if maybe we can jog our brains a little bit. Well, Ooh. Miles Turner. Killed or not actors. Miles Turner, but uh, uh, Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Well, Fantastic Four. Had that been huge, then he would have been probably in a you know a couple summer blockbusters since then. Right, right. Uh, hmm. Let's see. Who else? Who else got killed? Who's that dude number four? I am number four. Oh, yeah. Um, it was on, I don't know, like uh, One Tree Hill or something. Something like yeah. that. He's got an unusual name, too. Yeah. I forget what his name is. But yeah, I, yeah. I just remember the hype around that and be like, if this is big, this dude's going to be around for a while. Yeah. Like, okay. And then I saw it and I was like, that was kind of dull. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Nope. Madonna. Nope. Mike Myers and the Love Guru. Would you take Mike Myers out of the Love Guru? He kind of didn't do anything else after that. I mean, Ooh. you take Mike Myers out of Love Guru, there is no Love Guru. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, what about uh, Demi Moore out of Striptease? She was kind of moving back up into her prominence, and that film came out and it kind of like, boo. I, I don't. I never. I've seen like half of it. Okay, a third of it, oh. something like that. Gina Davis on, in Cutthroat Island, Matt. What about that one? That's a good one, right? Yeah, because that killed the fucking pirate genre. Yeah, as well for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, until pirates. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one because it kind of killed Modine as well. Oh yeah, yeah, Modine kind of fell uh, off after that one. That's a great point. Yeah, that's a twofer. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Do you have like a list of huge box yeah, office not, bombs in front of you? Not huge. Or John Travolta and Battlefield Earth, but John Travolta is he's fine. like a cat man. He's got nine lives, man. And yeah, like, dude, just shave his head and give him a goatee, and now it's you know. Bangkok Connection or whatever stupid name you want to get. Boom. John Travolta makes that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cat, what about Halle Berry and Catwoman? Do you take her out of that? Uh, I, yeah. Sure. But if they make the same choices, do you blame her? You know yeah. I mean? The basketball yeah. scene is still in there and the CGI looks strange at times. And right. 
Right. It's like, uh, then if they just put a different actress in, then uh, no, I don't think that saves the day on that. How about Kevin Costner in Waterworld? I mean, after that film, he had one, the one. Um, was it uh, did Postman come after this or Postman Post, or whatever? Oh, Postman was right after this. Yeah. I think that was the one, too. You know what I mean? That was it. Yeah. Bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Great gut point. punch, uppercut. And just yeah. like, boom, you're out, bro. Yeah, because Waterworld's 95. Then it kind of saves a little bit by doing Tin Cup. But then Postman is 97. And that's pretty much like he had he had yeah. landed a Tin Cup shot to stay in the fight. And then Postman came out and was like, bam, that was the uppercut. And he was doing smaller films after that. Yeah. It quite came back to being. Wow. The status, but how big a box office success was Ten Cup? You know what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah, it's a good question. What was the box office for Ten Cup? Oh, here's another one: Cuba Gooding Jr. Boat Trip. There was no going back after that. True. He had won the Oscar. He was on the ascendancy, and then he did that movie. Well, was that wasn't Snow Dogs right around the same time oh, as well? Yeah, Snow Dogs as well. Yeah, yeah. The budget for Ten Cup forty five million. The box office seventy five. So not yeah. it. Not, not I mean, hit. it made money, so that's good. But then he went back right. to Postman was ninety seven, yeah, right? After exactly. That, yeah, yeah, but that was the that uh, that'll save me from Waterworld. Right. Right. Both are such weird movies. I don't know why you agree to them. Like, what are you trying to prove in that? Well, movie? Waterworld was him. That's like, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I mean, he and, didn't direct it, but he made it happen. That's for sure. Yeah, and he's you know calling for extra reshoots and oh right. Right. They took forever. That thing ran crazy over budget. And I want to say Postman was, you know, him again. Yeah. Uh, what about um, Meg Ryan in uh, in Proof of Life? Like, that was pretty much it for her because she cheated on Dennis Quaid, I think, mm-hmm. with, with, with Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. And then she did the plastic surgery and, and no judgment. You know, whatever. It's your life, whatever you want to do. But I think she yeah. got... Uh, you know, kind of dinged for that, rightfully or wrongfully. Um, And then in the end, yeah, she said uh, in 2019 in the New York Times interview, she said that the fallout from Proof of Life and her affair with Crow was a big turning point of her career. I felt the effect like I was the bad guy. And then in the cut came out two years later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forgot about in the cut. Yeah, she said, I felt done when they felt done, probably with Hollywood. So, yeah, that's she was, dude, she was going to be untouchable. She was going to be the Sandra Bullock. It's in essence, it was Sandra Bullock and mm-hmm. Meg Ryan battling for that status up until the 2000s. Then Megan had that situation and Sandra took off. Like it was because they're essentially the same kind of energy and actress, even though they look different, the energy is the same. And uh, uh, Bullock mm-hmm. took off, man. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never really thought about them as parallels, but it works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, true. That's a shame. She's still great. Whenever you get a chance to see her, she's still great. You know, it's still fun to see her and do stuff. But I'd be tough for me to recall chance. the last time I saw her in something. Oh, yeah. What was the last thing I saw her in? Jesus, it's been a bit too. Yeah, I'd have to look at her IMDb. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, yeah but she was one, you know. Uh, yeah, she was in that Curb Your Enthusiasm in 2009. She was in The Women. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because In the Cut and right after that's Against the Ropes, which is a weird two, two boxing film for her to do. Well, it came out, too, in a boxing slew. I think Play It to the Bone 
was within like a year of that. And there was another one or two in that mix. And I was like, all right, we're getting some boxing. We got boxing comedies, the Damon Wayans one, great white hype with. Oh yeah. Great white hype. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, I think Peter Berg is the white fighter in that. Yes. Yeah. Director Peter Berg now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, if you're looking at her through the 90s, you've got, what, coming out with her hair met Sally's 89, so then she jumps into the doors. What her feelings are about the doors? Then there's Sleepless in Seattle, so she's mm-hmm. back on top. When a Man Loves a Woman. IQ is very cute. French Kiss is very cute. Yep. Courage yep. Under Fire, strong dramatic performance there. Sure. The Voice in Anastasia, which is one of the most, one of the best underrated animated films. City of Angels got attention. Then you've got Mail in 98. Boom. Uh, and then after that, it's proof of life. Kate and Leopold would maybe, uh, and then yeah. cut against the ropes. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a situation there. So very interesting, man. Yeah. She was untouchable. Mm-hmm. Last thing she did was in 2018. It was a TV series called picture Paris, which was, a, yeah, I did not see that. Yeah. I don't think it ever even came out. So they might have just put the kibosh on it. Ithaca was the last movie she did in 2015. She directed it. So just to kind of work, I guess. I have not seen it. Damn, this is a shame. So what is she doing now? What is she fucking doing now? I don't know. You know, I actually kind of like Proof of Life. Mm -hmm. It's it's interesting. It's good. Yeah. Even, Even Caruso couldn't sink that one. You're right. It was good. (laughs) <laughs> no offense i mean at the time david was doing these movies people were not going to see david's movies you know yeah i just there's no way to not for that not to be offensive that's <laughs> throwing no offense at the end doesn't uh negate. i'm just saying you know. yeah i uh, you know basically saying i don't mean to be extra disrespectful but here's some disrespect a little bit a little bit <laughs> just a little, little bit, bit. Oh yeah well, i mean <laughs> His his film career before that is a testament to that sentiment entirely. Yeah. You know, yeah. the talk was at the time, wow, he's leaving NYPD blue pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And then uh film career did not take off. Nope. Kiss of Death Jade. Kiss of Body Death is count. terrible. Yeah, Kiss of Death is even for a Nicolas Cage overdone film, it's kind of terrible. Jade's all right. And then body count a uh, deadlocked. Which was a TV movie, and then Proof of that. Life, and then Session Nine, which I think was fantastic, but a last gasp, so to speak. So yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, all right, should we move on to the where are we at? Actually, uh, twenty-two minutes. Should we do another? Yeah, yeah let's okay. move on. Thanks, Fred. Thank you, Fred. Absolutely. Uh, Matt Jansen says, "Hey guys, Super Bowl Fifty-Five was a bit of a dud. In your unbiased opinion, what is the greatest Super Bowl of all time?" Thanks, Matt Jansen. All right. If you remove my biased eyes, your biased eyes, objectively, yeah. can we come up with the greatest Super Bowl? Of just all a time? just a good game. Yes. That uh, was it. Titans Rams. That was a good one. You got taken down at the two. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, what? If, they were both great teams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like a lot of fun. I know he's on the ground already, and he's just trying to reach. Knowing that inevitably he didn't make it, it's brutal. Was that for the winning touchdown or the tying touchdown? That would have been to win the game. Wow, 
So the Rams were two yards away from losing two Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, with all the hype around them. Great the next year they come back. Yeah, the next year they come back and the Patriots beat them on that field goal. Damn. Well, I mean, the Rams exploded. Yes. Out of nowhere. Uh, Kurt was fucking bagging groceries. I know. Like 18 Jeez. months before that first season, all of a sudden it's like, how did everybody miss this dude? Yeah. <laughs> how is that possible? <laughs> it's one thing when you see that, because uh, I, I want to say somebody came in this year and last year they were they were bagging groceries, doing something akin to that. It was They're all like skill positions, so to speak, uh, mm-hmm. but it wasn't quarterback. And just like quarterback is, there's a reason there's only five. Yeah. Legit quarterbacks. And guess what? Andy Dalton is one of them. (laughs) Congratulations, Matt. Andy Dalton is your quarterback. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We're going to the Super Bowl. (laughs) That's fucking it. It's there's there's five quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, So there's not that many out there. There was there's not that many free agents. That were no. worth the damn. And the Bears tried to get tried to get Russell. Russell that Try. was a hell of a package, man. Three first round picks. Worth uh, it. Wow, man. Yeah, it turns your entire franchise around to have a it guy does. like that. You don't need it's, first round picks if you got a guy like that putting you in the in the mix every year. Proven year in, year out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. About 90% of the time, you need a top tier quarterback to have a shot to win the Super Bowl. Yep. They're the Trent Dilfers and the Joe Flacco's that every once and again sneak through but yeah. by and large it's you need a stud that's the one true thing you need mm-hmm. we're all looking at pat mahomes going fuck you kansas city <laughs> that dude so long as he can stay healthy is going to rule the league for the next eight years yeah good point yeah if he can stay healthy he's had some weird health issues yeah true true but now the guys are playing to 49 the aaron Rodgers is going to be slinging the ball for another nine years at least yeah yeah, yeah. So long as he can keep putting up stats, but Tom Brady's kind of proven. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, another good Super Bowl. I mean, that Patriots-Hawks uh, one was good. Yeah, the Patriots-Seahawks one was fantastic. That was a great back well, I mean, forth. Atlanta. Oh, oh, the comeback. Sure, sure. Yeah. Just an anomaly within Super Bowl yeah. you know, history. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. I put the Patriots Seahawks one as well. The yeah. fact that you call that boneheaded call there from Pete Carroll in that moment, you know, or Russell, yeah. whoever called the play. You got Marshawn. What a dumb, dumb move, man. Um, and I, I would actually throw the Steelers Cardinals one. That one looked like a mm-hmm. route in the first half, and the Cardinals came storming back in the second half, and it took an incredible drive by the Steelers and a pinpoint touchdown catch. By Sanders, I think at the end, you know, right out of the end, the end, end of yeah, the, end, the zone end zone to win the game. So, that corner, yeah. So that that's one of those uh, fantastic Super Bowls. Now, I didn't see the Pittsburgh Dallas one in the seventies. I'm sure it sounded like it was a great Super Bowl. Um, I mean, I think the Redskins Dolphins one. I think it's not necessarily great because, like, but it's it's signified by that great moment of fourth and one run for the touchdown to essentially win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it, it's not a classic Super Bowl, so yeah, but it's neither Bowl. is you know, my Bears. That's oh, yeah. the first oh, Super Bowl God. that I remember, but it's not a classic because they crushed them, they just crushed them, they crushed them. so it's not, it's not a good game. It's like that, uh, oh. San Fran versus Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember right. watching that going into it because I, I lived close to Cincinnati, so it was like, mm-hmm. 
you know, I wasn't from there, but at least I had some. It's like it's a few hours away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's something. Right. right. Uh, and like that game was boring. Or uh, San Fran versus the Chargers. That game was not good. Oh yeah, yeah. Was that Humphreys? Who was the quarterback? Yeah, I think it was Humphreys. Yeah, it might have been Stan. Stan yeah. was it Stan Humphreys? Stan Humphreys, man. Wasn't that the quarterback? Could have been. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I think it was Stan Humphreys, and we it was because I remember that being a thing for us in Washington. Like, oh, the son of a bitch got to a Super Bowl. Yeah, he got. Ah, you know, it happens. No one thought he was going to win, though. Let's see what other classics have there been. Has it been like pretty much blowouts? What about the uh, Giants versus the Bills with the missed field goal? Oh yeah, huh? That was a that tight was a good game. one. 20 to 19. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I was pulling for the giants, but I didn't really care. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that, I mean, just right down to the end and be like, Oh my God, he fucking missed it. <laughs> oh, that's, you feel so bad. What was it? Scott Norwood. Yeah. Norwood. Yep. You feel so bad for him, but at the same time, just like, Oh, do you, do you fucking missed it, man? That sucks. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. So true. It felt good for the giants fans. The Steve Hofstetter run. Oh, yeah, man. Woof. Yeah, came in for a hurt Phil Sims. Hofstetter? Yeah, Hofstetter was great. He came and came play, oh, yeah, play for the Redskins afterwards, which was pretty sad. He had oh. some shine from that. How could you not? I guess. Yeah. Just like we yeah. brought, brought in Fitzy, 15 year veteran Fitzy. Uh, so there you go. I, I would take him over Dalton. You would take Fitzy over Dalton? Dalton at least won some. Well, I guess maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I think yeah. Fitz, Matt, like 16 games, you're not going to get 16 good games out of him. No, you're not out of Fitz. No way. No, not going to happen. It was be aggravating turnovers, man. But if you can get four to five where he is the difference, the defense can get you two to four, you're making the playoffs. Yeah, I think we got a shot to win nine or ten games. You got a shot. You got a young, intriguing you know. team. Yeah, yeah. We just picked and they up, put it all together. Just picked up that receiver, Curtis Samuel. Paid him thirty-four million dollars. Holy shit! How, what it, that means nothing. I don't know. Thirty-four million dollars, though. He's not guaranteed. How much was guaranteed money of thirty-four no, million? And how many years is it over? How many years of the contract are voidable? It's a good question. It's a good question because I know the all the entire Taysom Hill. Contract is, yeah, is uh, it's voidable. Voidable. <laughs> the number is utterly meaningless. Yeah. So you just have to look for guaranteed money. Like Mahomes, the structure of his deal is super interesting. Yes. Yeah. Every year after year, I think it's three, four is technically voidable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But to get around it, because all contracts are voidable after a certain point, if he is rostered the season before, it automatically guarantees his next season. Yeah. So yeah. they're kind of locked in. They have to make a two-year decision. Uh, so he's going to get his money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but well, yeah, this wide just, receivers, not so much. I don't know if you saw this. Just this came over the the thing. Uh, Trubisky is going to Buffalo as the backup. Wow. Um, I think he, he could very well be an excellent backup. Wow. Okay. All right. If if Jared Allen goes out for like two games, he can give you two games. Yeah. If he's cold, one of those that sucks. But hopefully, he comes in. You know, mm-hmm. one to prove he can still play. He could. He can win you two games. Yeah. High water mark you're gonna get him is like four to five, I think max. 
And then you need the defense to do everything else. Welcome to Chicago. Pretty much my entire life. (laughs) Certain years, it's the defense got us 11 this year. (laughs) I mean, I I love that about my team. We show up and we play D and we always have. And for whatever reason, just had good defenses, uh, coordinators and players and schemes. It's worked for us. But Mm -hmm. (sighs) a fucking quarterback. (laughs) That's all I want. Seriously, a fucking quarterback, man. One time. One One time. time. One time. (laughs) One time. Could have had Deshaun. Nobody knew anything about Mahomes. Nobody knew anything about it. And so I was pulling for Deshaun. That's who I wanted. And then we traded up to get Trubisky. And and I don't watch college football, so like maybe he's good. And then people were clowning on it instantly. And you're like, that's not a good sign. (laughs) Um just but yeah, one time. That's all I want. One time. Is that too much? Just one. One fucking time. Because oh, right now it's Jay Cutler is the best quarterback I've seen on our team. Jesus. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, Big Jimmy in the 80s had a season and a half, two years. Yep. Cutler at least put up technically high caliber numbers for longer than that. <laughs> but he seemed like he was not fun to play with. So didn't seem like it, right? He no. seemed like a guy who, I mean, what's his face? Erlacher calling him out in that passive aggressive way that he did. Oh, yeah. Like, the guy can't show up, you know? Yeah, no, he sucked. Yeah. Dude, just, there's the, you can find clips of him, like when they split him wide in a trick play type of thing. Yeah. And he's a wide receiver and uh, the ball snaps and then he just turns and puts his hands on his hips <laughs> and like a, sulky Superman pose and looks back at the play as it unfolds. He doesn't even attempt to make it look like he's anything other than, and you're like, dude, it's team sport. (laughs) You have to, you have to go along with it. Otherwise, if you're not going to try, nobody else is going to try. You're the, you know, you're supposed to be the captain. Mm -hmm. Even if it just run three yards and push a dude as hard as you can, everybody'd be like, well, you, you know, you help yeah. sell it early on. That's when that play is going to break, make or break. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, wow. Well, but right. yeah. yeah, we're not the worst franchise. So that there's some, there's something there. Hey, there's, yeah. There's something hey. to be, hang your head on. Um, all right. Well, we're at the 33 minute mark. We should wrap it up here. Um, thank you all so much for your questions. Matt Jansen, fantastic. Lawrence Witt, really appreciate it. If you're a $5 and above patron, uh, you can send in your thoughts, questions, and comments. Uh, we've got a, a stack of them, but we always could use more. Uh, and uh, if you haven't joined the Patreon, you should totally do that. It's $5. Mm-hmm. You can go $5 or as much as you'd like to donate $5 and above. Get you some perks. We're doing these things now, these live uh, top 10 shows every couple of weeks. We're doing them on Thursday uh, at Thursdays at noon PT for the $10 and above patrons. You get to watch us do the show unfiltered uncut you get to throw in your comments get them read on screen or brought on screen all mm-hmm. of that is the perks and then uh, everyone else has to wait till tuesday for the show but you get early dibs on the topic and the actual full show so those are the perks you get when you're yep. ten dollar and above and it's five dollars above to send in here but yeah this is i mean this is price of starbucks for one day you pay one time the whole month and you're covered with great content and you get a shout out at the end of the month yes yes that as well you get your name read by one of us in our dulcet tones um mm-hmm. all right that's it from us uh, we appreciate everybody and all the patrons thank you so much for sending your comments and your questions and uh, we will talk to you next time on another brand new episode of topic thunder, thunder.
Ooh.